The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemployment your face is a squeaky chair. <laughs> you are now the deafest person in the wow. room. <laughs> I realized after I turned that up, it's way too loud. But it's too far away for me to fix it, so I'm just going to have to deal with it. Is that better? Yeah, that's a little better. Okay. You've, you've adjusted my volume accordingly. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a little flustered right now. It's been a it's been a go, go, go day. Yeah, you've had kind of a crazy one. Yes, I have. And you're kind of crazy to begin with. Well, yeah, that's true. So, and you I had, think, so you've had a normal day. Yeah, that's, I suppose that's accurate. <laughs> uh, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Yeah, I think I, I have most of the makeup off of my face. Yeah, it's always weird when you show up and you're wearing like pancake makeup. <laughs> I know. It was a lot. They put That on, was a lot of makeup. They put on a ton. You look like it, you were wearing like a Greg Nibbler mask <laughs> when you came in. Like, that, was, that was pretty thick. I don't like that idea. <laughs> yeah. It's so a mask of yourself, the right? reason I was wearing makeup was because I, I had a shoot today. So. And how did it go? It went well. Very There was nice. a lot of standing and posing and pretending to laugh at things. <laughs> like, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Was it print or film? It's going to be for a commercial, but it was basically a lot of shots of me barely moving, laughing, and having the time of my life. Staring at a blank wall. Pleased to be telling me that you were in an office setting of some sort. I, I don't know. It was a green screen, so I don't know what. Oh. I don't know where they're going to put me for this. I have <laughs> no idea what kind of setting. nerve wracking. They're just like, all right, hey, we hired you for this thing. You're going to stand in front of a screen. Uh, sign off on it. Has and it ever totally backfired on you? Mm, I mean, it, not too much, because usually you have a pretty good idea. Although there's one thing that uh, I did earlier this week that may backfire on me. But yeah. I, I can't talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was much better. This was a much better experience. Yeah. Well, you had a more exciting day than me. Yeah. Why? What did you do? Well, nothing. I, I cleaned my apartment, did some uh, dog painting. Very excited about that. Oh, but before I started painting a dog, I was actually almost literally attacked by a dog today. Now, this has happened twice, but this is the first time I actually called the cops on it. So I was on my scooter, as is my want, and I was leaving Fred Meyer because I'd gone there to get some lunch. And as I was riding my scooter down this particular street in my neighborhood, I see this dog, and it's at the end of the block. And as I'm riding by, I see this dog see me, and it starts bolting down the sidewalk, oh. pacing my scooter. And it was fucking terrifying. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm and there's a stop sign ahead, and like where the cross street is, it's kind of a busier street too. And I'm like, crap, I can't, you know, just go through this thing. And as I'm slowing down, the dog starts slowing down and starts veering toward my leg. And so I freaked out, and I saw there weren't any cars going, so I just like slammed on it and just went through this intersection and like pulled like the next block down. As soon as the dog started walking the other way, I got on the phone and called uh, the non-emergency police. So it was running down the street. It was after running you? down the street after me, barking and growling. Like what kind of dog was this? It was like a. Probably like a 45, 50 pound, I don't know, like gray and white dog. It had fur. Like yeah. It wasn't like a, I don't know. Yeah, but 45 or 50 pounds, that's big enough to hurt. Well, it they're all big like, enough to it hurt. It looked like a little, like, you know, like how lots of dogs look like wolves, but it looked kind of like a little wolf dog. Yeah. And it was scary. It was burying its teeth and it was running at me and I didn't know what to do, you know, because obviously if it gets near me, I'm going to kick it in the face. Yeah. But, um, so I pulled over and so I called the you know the non-emergency number which is a great number to have if I mm-hmm. yeah. I've like, had to use that several times for yeah. my neighbors. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the greatest thing. So I ended up talking to this woman who was really nice and uh, talking to her I was describing this dog, you know, I'm like it has a red collar and it has gray and white fur mm-hmm. and it's between this and this street. And as I'm talking this guy who was working on this house came up to me and he's like, "Excuse me." He's like, "Are you talking about that dog that's always running around back and forth?" I'm like, "Yeah." And so I was this is while you're on the phone. While I'm on the phone with the police. And uh, and I thought that he was maybe going to be confrontational, like it was his like dog or his friend's dog or something. And he's like, "God, I'm so glad you're doing that." He's like, "I I know them," and he, and he was telling me how their kids went to like his kids went to preschool with their kids, and always wanted to call the cops on them because the dog like 
it freaks out everybody. It chases skateboarders. What, do they just leave it out? They just leave it out. And so what thankfully, this guy knew the name, like the name of both people who lived in the house their, and their address. He went and got their little like preschool you know, call list sheet nice. and was able to give me the exact address of where the dog lives. So I gave it to, um, to the cops. Yeah. And they were going to go and talk to them because it's, it was so scary. Yeah, that's messed yeah. up. Yeah, and this is the second time that's happened, and uh, it's yeah, it's freaky. I've never had a dog actually chase me. I can't believe they've got away with it yeah. this long. You know, I mean, because that thing sounds like it would attack someone. Yeah, and it's in southeast mm. Portland. So, I mean, I'm not the only person on a scooter. Yeah. There are lots of people zipping around, lots of skateboarders around. I hate people like and that. And you know so what? Much. Even if the dog is harmless, that doesn't matter because it's no. running at me with its teeth bared. Like, then I, it's not harmless if it's doing no. Because I mean, what if you had like a knee jerk reaction, like you could have fallen off of your scooter? Oh yeah. It. You know yeah. what? You know what flashed in my mind too because I I just got deliverance in the mail. You know after you were talking about it. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna correlate this. No, okay, get this. I can do it. So um, I got <laughs> deliverance in the mail, and it totally reminded me of when you were talking about how they're rowing down the river in a canoe, and meanwhile, like the crazy hillbillies are following them oh, alongside. Yeah. I felt like I was the canoe, and the dog was the crazy hillbilly. Top that. That's right. He was keeping pace with me. No, he was just keeping pace with me, and then like <laughs> tried to cut me off. It was freaky. And I'm really excited to watch Deliverance. By the way, I don't know if I don't know if you're going to like Deliverance. Well, I got I'm not it on sure. Netflix. I I'm excited. think it might terrify you, especially since you oh, haven't. You think? Especially since you haven't been camping all that much. Don't just keep in mind this and isn't Oregon. And my dad Oregon. used to torture me when we would go camping. This isn't Oregon where this is taking place. Where okay. Deliverance took place. All right. Yeah, just remember that. Although one of the actors that plays the hillbillies in there is a real hillbilly that they just found and and uh, hired him. For. No way. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm pretty excited to see this. Yeah, is it something I, I should watch by be. myself, or should I? I did, some there's some scenes in that that you will not get out of your head, and that there will be cultural references that now you will fully understand. Okay, like squeal like a pig. Yeah, you will now fully have the visual and understand what that means. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, prepare yourself. The hillbillies, like your people, Greg. They're not my. No, I told you this is not filmed in Oregon. I wasn't a hillbilly. I grew up out in the country. Yeah. There's a difference. Mom with independence. Were there hills out there? There's hills, yeah. Did you know anybody named Billy? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah <okay. laughs> yes, actually, there was a neighbor <laughs> named Billy. But that's nonetheless, you know, he, he had all of his teeth, as far as I'm concerned, uh-huh. and as far as I knew. There was no, did and we did have a, we did have a river that we would canoe down, but I was never shot at with a bow and arrow. Do you hear what this is? I, I do hear that. I do know what it is. It's do you want to explain? Long enough. All right, are we going to open these? Well, should we yeah. bring on our special guest for the day? Oh, the multiple levels of irony <laughs> come with that song. I am a lineman for the county. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, the one and only Bill Oakley. Woo! <laughs> Woo! And? And? Mrs. Oakley. Or Rachel. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Making a very rare public appearance, it is Rachel Toledo right. Oakley. Also Simpsons. Rarely seen outside the laundry room. <laughs> also Simpsons writer and Mission Hill writer, but uh, much more reclusive than publicity <gasps> no and way, fame seeking No you never said me. that. <laughs> you crazy kids. How did you guys meet? What, it, did it have something to do with the Simpsons? Or? No, it was in college at the, on the Humor Magazine. We were both on the Humor Magazine. And wow. uh, things progressed from there. I thought he was an asshole. <laughs> I do come off that way, don't I? He kind of is. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, how was he able to woo you after said thinking he was an asshole? <clears throat> One day, he, um, I was in the building with my, uh, my roommate, and I was showing her around. 
and Bill suddenly leapt into the room holding up a power drill that <laughs> he'd stuck a roll of toilet paper on, and he was he had, he had it on, so it was like twirling the toilet paper around. Let me tell you, by the way, this is a fantastic invention. That's awesome. It's called the party machine. Yes. And <laughs> you, jam the, you jam the toilet paper on the drill bit at a kind of a lopsided angle, and turn the drill drill on, and the toilet paper flies off at a fantastic <laughs> right. rate. Like it's like a ticker tape parade. Yes, oh, it was very festive. And then he was and he yelled, "Party machine, party machine!" And then he <laughs> stopped abruptly when he saw that there was a stranger in the building. And then he just quietly <laughs> stepped back, stepped back out of the room. That is and, me. Um, That's me in spades. He's charming. He's a charming ass. <laughs> party machine. Party machine. I do love that the idea of that invention though. It, it, Wait, did so you stick it inside of the roll? Uh, no, on kind or of like in, a, the toilet in, paper. in the toilet paper on one side. Okay, and it, and it's been. You guys should try it, man. I Everybody, I encourage all your listeners to try it. It's <laughs> yes. a, uh, especially after you've been drinking. Yes, <laughs> it's really power fun. tools and toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Although I want to do it at somebody else's house, I don't want to have to clean it up afterwards. You can try, Sarah. You can try to clean your apartment, apartment <laughs> no, by putting the drill on reverse and seeing if it all gets wound back up. Oh. Occasionally, that works. Now, right. how come you need to use that um, thinking on some sort of show for something? I should, you know, it, it totally had uh, slipped my mind uh, until Rachel brought it up. <laughs> Party machine. And then, wait, so how long have you guys been married? Mm, 20 years. Holy Almost fuck. 20. I know, it's a long time. Wow. But we're not that old, really. We got no, married you're very not. Young. We got married when we were 12. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys from the South? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen Deliverance? Yes, several yes. times. It's, uh, it, you know, it's one of those 70s, very gritty 70s movies in the vein of Marathon Man or whatever that... There was a huge wave of movies in the 70s that kind of pulled it like it was. And that, I mean, well, they were gr- <laughs> let me put it this way. They were, they were gritty. Yeah. They were gritty right. and realistic. And, and uh, this was one of them. I believe it was nominated or won several Academy Awards. Yeah. I, I think d- it's more of a, men, a man's movie than a, than a, than a woman's movie. I don't well, you have, seen, have you seen it? Yes. Was it more of a man's <laughs> movie, Rachel? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think probably... Yeah, because it seems to terrify a lot of men, because I know there's all, like, the, the, the right. butt raping. Right, the sodomy. I was <laughs> yeah. going to say there's that. Is that. <laughs> if you like sodomy, you like deliverance. Like, if you don't like sodomy, <laughs> I can't vouch for for your experience. It's but. pretty graphic. It's gritty. The book yeah. is also very good, by the way. I, I read the book at one time, um, and it's adapted very... Um, it's very close to the book, except I don't think that there was the hillbilly rape was in the book. But I, it's been a long time, so <laughs> just, and, oh again, Hollywood spoilers. By, by the way, get everyone. Spoilers, there's a spoiler I mean. there that I just gave away. Well, I know that one of them. Yeah, because I was asking somebody about it, and they're like, "Oh, so and so does," and there's hillbilly oh, yeah. butt rape, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." It's that true. The thing amazing. is, if you didn't know that was coming, I think you would be totally flabbergasted when it happened. Yeah, you know, and that's the fact that you know a lot of the grittier details will um, make it a little bit easier to digest. Yeah, I mean. It, yeah, it's hard not to know that that's coming at this point because, I mean, it's so old. Right, right. But there's... Um, oh, did that... Oh, I sent that to the wrong person. Yeah, I'm like... I was sending did you, you send me something? Because he was miming me. Oops, no, I just sent it to our trailblazers boss, which is going to seem really oh. weird right now. Wow. <laughs> that's really creepy, Greg. It really is. Especially since this is what I just sent over to him. Wait. It, I guess it takes a minute to come in there. I know what this is. Yeah, I just sent uh, dueling banjos over to our trailblazers boss without explaining <laughs> why I just sent that over there. <laughs> Will you please just write squeal like a pig? <laughs> or you have a real pretty mouth. Oh, they're creepy looking. <laughs> no, that guy, that kid, okay. That kid you is- can't, the listeners can't tell what we're talking about, but the kid, that's the actual kid that lived in that area, and they found him, and, like, I don't think he was cast. I believe that he was actually kind of a strange 
Like you he know. probably didn't even know he's being filmed right there. Right, right, right. But also look at that. That's John Voight. Look yeah. at how young he is. He's smoking a pipe. Holy John Voight, shit. that's the other person in it. And I that's forgot. Ronnie Cox, who uh, went on to be, he was in Beverly Hills Cop. He was the head of the detectives, right? He's many, told me that. Yeah. Freakiest looking kid. I know, I know. Dude, I don't very, like in, that. In I don't red. think I need to watch this by myself. I don't think you understood me. Uh, I want to get some drivers. And Burt Reynolds looking, mm-hmm. looking real young and handsome. Burt Reynolds, oh, he's still handsome. Really? Old Burt Reynolds? I, I, I had a meeting with Burt Reynolds, and it was terrifying. You know, only because it's, you know, I don't think I have anything to lose at this point by talking about Burt Reynolds. He looks like, <laughs> okay. Did I a bridge with Burt Reynolds? He looks like a, did you guys see the Chainsaw Massacre? You know how Grandpa mm-hmm. sits in the, at the end of the table, and it's like a kind of a, as apparently a corpse, but possibly still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Burt Reynolds looks like. <laughs> really, and it's 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 very it's terrifying because the guy has had his face doesn't move. Oh the no, you're right. Move. He is unattractive look, now. Yeah, I mean, look, okay, but, but that it's like a wax figure, and it moves a little bit. Like you know, it's like, like a, a Muppet the Hall of Presidents yeah. at Disneyland, where the, and Abraham Lincoln, his eyebrows move occasionally, <laughs> but his his face doesn't look like skin. It looks like silly putty. Wow, I guess. And his hair, which is also he's, he's how grown, recently he's, was this? This was about four years ago. Oh God, it's probably worse uh, now. He, he also um, is well-known for having a toupee. I mean, even in the 70s, yeah. he had a toupee. But now he's got something that looks kind of like mesh netting <laughs> on his head. And it's, it's thin because he got, he got a smaller toupee because he, he looks a little older. We're looking at the Google photos of Burt Reynolds here. But that's, yeah. I mean, anyway. Burt, I've seen those mesh toupees because they're supposed to like meld better with your skin to make it look more natural. Is that what it does? Mm-hmm. But you can see the mesh? Yeah, it's weird. Oh. That's what a lot of women who have weaves have that same thing. I remember seeing a picture of Beyonce up close, and there were all these like little mesh things that you could see along the hairline. Yeah, I never really. I know we had this discussion before, but I still don't really understand how weaves work. I mean, is it is literally it just, just like braided in? We saw I a just movie. Know what, There's a Chris Rock oh, yeah, movie Chris about Rock this movie. topic. Did you hear that? Did you see oh, this really? movie? No, it's called huh. Good Hair. And I think it's uh, b- before that. The only thing I I knew about hair weaves is what I've gleaned from watching America's Next Top Model, mm. which is that you. You make little braids, like cornrows, all over your head, and then you sew it, right? it in. Yeah, I guess yeah. the cheap, wait, the cheap weaves mm-hmm. you can glue in. But yeah. That's it. That doesn't sound healthy. No, but I mean, yeah. and it's really expensive. Is. If you see that movie, you see that all the hair comes from the hair costs. The hair comes from India. Indian oh, really? hair is the most prized. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there's a, sh- a shrine in India right. that that people go to, and and part of the I guess the religious ceremony is you shave off all your hair. So uh, businessmen go and scoop up all the hair that people right. have shaped off and ship it to America where people pay a fortune to have it woven yeah. into their own hair. Sounds like a pretty good job. Just people <laughs> shave off their heads for you and then you just make money. And then you mail it. Yeah. Yep. Wow, weird. I don't. I've, I just don't have the patience to have a weave. I guess I have a lot of hair, but I mean like sitting yeah. there and having someone slowly braid somebody else's hair into mine does not sound like fun. You should sell some of your hair. I really don't want to. Oh. Plus they would never take my hair anyway because it's too damaged. Mm. Like oh, if really? you ever want to give hair to like locks of love right. or anything, it has to be virgin hair. It has to be virgin <laughs> hair. <laughs> wow. There's a lot to say right there. I won't say anything. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bill, what have you been up to? Because it's been how long has it been since you were on the I show? I think it was the summer because I remember yeah. that was when Sarah commented on my um rich, on your rich legs. <laughs> Apparently, mm-hmm. we both remember. Uh, Rachel, and, would you or would you not think that Bill has rich person's legs? Uh, yeah. 
He does their like Sure. My mother used to really like your legs, you remember? <laughs> she would always comment on them. So maybe there's something that leg aficionados can can tell about looking at Bill's legs. That... Let's see them. Let's see them again, Bill. Uh, you know, He's wearing jeans. Yeah. Are they it's, really tight? Still, it's barely a spring here in Portland, yeah. even though yeah. it's June. So yeah, I'm not wearing they're my shorts. I'll come like back later in the summer. Okay. Fairly m- muscular, moderately haired. Yeah. They're like slightly tanned. Slightly tanned. Pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sweet if I say so myself. <laughs> so what have I been up to? I have been, you know, as uh, I think everyone who's heard me on the show before knows, I spend most of my time writing TV pilots that you never hear about. And uh, it, it's a good living. Uh, but on the other hand, you don't get a lot of public recognition because, the, you know, like for every, for instance, for every, uh, for every show that goes on the air, there's probably 60 or 70 pilot scripts written. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's, you know, and I, I write 59 of them. <laughs> but, gotcha. No, so we, uh, I'm actually we're, uh, writing several different pilots right now. Rachel is helping on two of them, believe it or not. And one of the things we're working on is a thing, uh, animated thing for Fox that has a Latino element. Uh, Rachel, for those of you who can't see, is Latino. Uh, <laughs> if you can, can see me, you can tell right off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're actually working together on that. Uh, that's one thing. We're also doing a whole bunch of other pilots. We're doing a couple things for like Nickelodeon and whatnot. And uh, we're working on, um, I don't know, a number of projects that would not be of interest to your listeners. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, no, you I would be surprised. Yeah, I think I don't everybody know, would be know, interested. Frankly, more, the Nickelodeon things right now, which we're working on, are not. I don't. They're not your demographic. But I will well, a lot tell of our you, listeners <laughs> have children. Then I'll let you know when we start shooting it. Okay. Right now, <laughs> it's in the script stage, and I should be working on the script right now instead of here drinking Steel Reserve with you guys. But I'd much <laughs> rather do that. Well, we only get you once a year, Bill. We've got to make it count. <laughs> okay, I'll be back in the summer. But I also am going to be working on Portlandia. That's one of the things so that I think exciting. is most. Uh, woo! So, but I can't really say I can't really tell you anything about it or what I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing because Portlandia hasn't started yet. Right. All I know is that my title is going to be consulting producer, and I do know that most of the stuff apparently, from what I read, is made up on the set. So I don't know how much actual writing writing there is, but I certainly will be involved in some capacity, and I will. I look forward to reporting back, because um, it's very different. You know, it's not like a. It's very different than the shows I worked on that are every single syllable is tightly scripted. Yeah. You know, and like especially in animated shows mm. where literally every single movement of the eyes is directed by the writers. Uh, this show is the writers. I don't know what what they do. And I don't know that that I'm going to be writing so much as consulting, and uh, because I haven't even yet gone into the place. So, but I will start that, and hopefully I'll be back here sometime late in the summer, and I'll give you a full rundown. On awesome. That's how. Wait, you tweeted from see, summer to late in the summer. Why are you pushing <coughs> it back already, Bill? Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'll be back. <laughs> next, I'll be back summer. next week. Well, when I come back in the fall, <laughs> this is something we'll talk about. I'll be wearing shorts. I have nice tan legs. <laughs> a lot of stories from Portlandia to tell you, and I can tell you all about our Nickelodeon project because I'm sure they'll be shooting it at that point, putting it on the air. Well, I didn't realize Portlandia was mostly unscripted. That's, Which actually that's makes me like it. You know, I don't yeah. know how unscripted it is. It's, right. Again, it, I think that they, they do a good job of making it appear unscripted. And I only know, honestly, what I've read about it because I've just talked to the people, but I haven't talked about the way that they work and so forth. So um, I what I was told is that a lot of times there's an idea for this uh, idea for the show, or day of, idea for the scene. They show up at the location and they spend hours kind of making it up and improvising. But again, that might be different now. It might be different this season. Mm. I, don't, I, I have no idea. And so how did you, uh, was this something they approached you for? Did you approach them? Uh, it was kind of mutual because I cool. actually know one of the guy, the guy who is, um, the guy who's sort of the supervising executive for the show who works for Lauren Michaels' company. Mm-hmm. Um, my part, my old partner and I did a pilot with him a couple years ago. So when he was up in Portland when they were shooting last summer, we had some drinks and talked about maybe the possibility of me working on it this summer. 
and that and it came to pass. That's so cool. That's amazing. So when does it know, start I'm, filming? I don't know, but I do know that they start their there's something is starting next week, but I don't yeah. know if I don't believe oh. it's filming. <laughs> I believe some I believe it will maybe be conceptualizing. Okay. Anyway, that uh, that's all I have to say about Portlandia. I will I look forward to giving further updates. Oh, that's just so exciting though. That's something I wrote like that the from bu- a random... like Bill bullet points everything and he's like, and that's all <laughs> I'm gonna say about that. Next question. <laughs> I like it when I'm listening to a show, a radio show, and I know what they're gonna be covering and for how long they're gonna be covering it. Oh, well, then this is the wrong Oh, this one. is probably the wrong show. <laughs> yeah. We're putting a table of contents like at the beginning of the show. show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at uh, four minutes and 42 seconds, we will discuss <laughs> a dog for five minutes. After five minutes? <laughs> That's a long time. Yes. Did I talk about a dog for five minutes? I think minutes? you did talk about a dog wow. for five minutes. Right. Yeah. Hey, so I uh, actually put it up on the Facebooks, and a lot of people were excited that you were coming on. Oh, cool. Bill. And uh, our one of our listeners, uh, Todd, actually had a question for you. And I don't know if this is just uh, for Portland or just in general. Like, he wanted to know, because he's an aspiring writer, and he wanted to know if you have any advice as to what's the best way for writers here in Portland to get their stuff in front of someone who's, quote, in the Hollywood machine, for lack of a better word, if you don't, you know, know have someone that knows someone who knows someone. Like, do you guys, well, both of you, I mean, this isn't just for Bill, for you too, Rachel. Do you guys have any advice for people? You know, it's, it's tough here. And, and I guess I would say, even in Los Angeles, the problem is still the same. And I think that the fact that the internet exists now and is it's such a big deal as opposed to 10 years ago, it's much easier for people in Portland or in London or wherever to get their stuff in front of people because people in Hollywood respond to stuff that's successful and profitable. Mm-hmm. And, so, and proven, I should say. And proven, say. exactly. You know, if you have some sort of web following, then... Well, look know, at Justin Bieber, mm, the biggest star right. in the world, and, and he, was, he was invented on YouTube. So uh, that's exactly... The problem is, I think it's a slightly different thing for people who are writing scripts because I doubt that people who want who are writing scripts are going to be able to post their scripts online and get a lot of people reading them and commenting right. on them. They would have to probably uh, translate the script into some sort of flash video or film stuff and, and you know put something up on Funny or Die that gets a lot of recognition, and then they would have no mm. problem coasting right into an agent's office or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think, I mean, wouldn't you be a little paranoid like posting a script up just yeah, in case somebody just could swipe it? And... Can't anyone, even someone who's not a member of the Writers Guild have it registered at the Writers Guild or is that yes yes but uh, again like scripts are a funny animal because like you usually get a job writing for a show based on a spec script which is a sample script you've written of that show or some other show and that has really no value as far like your spec script for uh, Modern Family mm-hmm. has no value to anyone do you watch that show uh, yes I watch it it's a very funny show I, I watch it too it is very funny um, but like that's that's a good example of a spec script people are writing now And but to get it into the proper hands you know, it's it's frankly, it's about connections. Even mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, uh, there are lots of really talented people who are probably going unrecognized because they sit in their apartments all day and don't get out there and meet right. people who who have the power to do things. Right. Yeah. It's salesmanship. That's a huge on top of, of talent. Mm-hmm. I think that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The people I'll just say that I know, the people I know who are relentless self promoters have gone incredibly far. The much more talented people who write hilarious stuff but were kind of shy and retiring are still living in their mother's basements. Don't forget to tune in to Sportlandia. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want that to be, I don't want people to get depressed by that, but I will say that if you, if you, if you want to make it happen, you can make it happen, but you can't be shy about it. And don't be cool. Like, don't try to be cool. Mm. That's the way we were when we were young. Do you remember? Like people would come, we were on the, Harvard Lampoon and people would come like Tracy Ullman and 
who else came when we were there? Like Christopher Guest. And nobody would ever talk to them because we were too cool to like, you know, get in their space and like try to talk to them, try to schmooze them. Mm -hmm. We were such fucking idiots. You have to schmooze. So it wasn't that you guys thought you were... We're afraid of talking to them. It's just you guys. You know what? Honestly, yeah, that's right. We were too cool. No, it was a combination (laughs) of the two. We had to mask the the fear with being too cool. We were hopeless maladjusts, and also we were too cool. Right. I can name name a dozen moderately talented people who have gone all the way to the top based on their chutzpah. Mm. Name them. I'm not going to name them. <laughs> I'm hoping that they're going to hire me on we their show. We want a list. Yeah. You know? But well, first they, of all. Yes. But, and so you that's... You know that show? On it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, look, everybody, this is, it's show business. Your ability mm. to impress people, to show them that you are dynamic, to show them that you have what it takes um, is important. And if you are, if you're a writer who is very shy, you might want to team up with someone who is like a who is like a relentless money grubbing producer type? <laughs> you know, like people have gone or get or get a manager or someone like that because what you really want is someone who has his eyes on the prize on your behalf. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you gotcha. can work on your material and there's another person who is desperate for every dollar. Yeah, you know? and dealing with that end of it. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So I don't know if that was really helpful. No, that, no, is, that, a, is. that is entirely helpful. I actually just how, responded to the person saying, you're going to be excited. Good luck. How would one go about finding a manager, though? I mean, around here. Well, I wouldn't like say it would be a manager. I mean, you might want to team up with someone who... Gotcha. Writing partner. Find a partner. A writing, a writing partner, partner or a person who actually is like, you know, at in the video department at your college or whatnot or, gotcha. or something like that, who can make your stuff, who can shoot your stuff. Or, gotcha. you, can t- or you team up with a business person who is like, we can make your idea into the next funnierdie.com mm-hmm. or something of that nature, you know? Um, if you're just dealing with paper scripts, it's a trickier thing and then you just have to kind of schmooze. That's cool. what we've learned, definitely. I mean, doing Fun Employment Radio, like, dot com. Like, even, like, because we'll meet people, like, even, like, comedians or whatnot. Like, for example, we had Bobby Lee on last week. He was on Mad TV and mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. And so then we sure as fuck went to his comedy show and then made sure to be there afterward to sit and talk to him and we mm-hmm. took him to a strip club and we went out and I saw drinks. the pictures yeah. on uh-huh. Facebook. Yeah, and it's just like, that's what we have to, I mean, hey, it was right. a cool guy, but yeah, you, yeah, like we had to get rid of that fear because it's like really intimidating, but it's like, fuck it, let's just ask him if he wants to right. hang. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just be straight, I mean, he's just like another person, ideas, yeah. you know, who's here in town by himself, doesn't right. know anyone, so yeah, I mean, go talk to him and see what happens. I don't know, it was fun. Bobby Lee was, is, is insane. But in a good way. Yeah. Tracy Ullman and Christopher Guest, though. Oh. Yeah. And Tracy Ullman was so Guest. nice. She was sitting around. Know, and and she was just was like, like so Everyone hilarious. was standing like four feet in a circle around her. And she was like, come on, somebody want to say something? So let's what not, do you guys do for fun? Oh. Un- <laughs> yeah, it was really sad. Unsuccessful, unpleasant memories. Well, you know what? <laughs> just last year, I, mean, I haven't gotten over it. Just last year, <laughs> <laughs> we were at a wedding. And um, that guy from... Jermaine from Flight of the Concords. Do you oh, watch yeah. that? Mm-hmm. <coughs> I have a huge crush on him. It, it's okay. <laughs> and <coughs> I was sitting next to him at the wedding. He came in kind of late and he sat, he just sat next to me. And I was just like this the entire time. And afterwards, I didn't, I didn't say hello or anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a mess. I'm surprised that I even have, you know, <laughs> the balls to sit here and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bourbon is the bourbon yeah. helps. Yeah, the bourbon <laughs> helps. Yeah, so we were clued into the fact that you might enjoy a sip or two of bourbon. Yes, this is what I used to drink because I didn't like the taste of beer and I didn't want to have to drink a lot of it to get drunk. This is just like a much more of a straight. It's like instant injection. coffee, yeah. but with alcohol. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So 
It does Thank the job. She's much high, higher class than, than us guys, you know. No, <laughs> this is delicious. Just, like, after the, the first reserve. couple sips, I forget. I'm like, telling you, oh, you yeah, guys, I, I remember the first time you guys had this and you were like, <laughs> Remember that? Mm-hmm. Back in your in, in Greg's uh, house, his, in his <laughs> so closet, bad. back in his house, and you guys were like, oh, <laughs> you're drinking your Mickey's. You mean in the original studio? <laughs> exactly. And, and the Nibbler home you were studios. drinking your Mickey's and you were like, and, and you... you Wretched. You wretched <laughs> when you had the Steel Reserve. But now, you know, I think I, I really like Steel Reserve. And I, I will say, I guess, number one, it's it's really cheap because I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of economizer. But I actually Any think picture? it's just as good as... <laughs> Bien codo, we would say. I don't think it's any worse than your average beer. Let me put it that way. And, and it's so much more potent. You get more bang for your buck. Like I these agree. were yeah. These were like $1.90 a piece. And let's They're $1.19. If you Ooh. know where to look. And oh. that 8.1% <laughs> alcohol? Come on. Absolutely. Wow. Like go around from Mini Mart to Mini Mart. How much is your steel reserve? Oh, I'm sorry. I know, so you can go. Down and, the street. You can go to some shishi store and pay, you know, like $5 for right. some, like, Portland bottled lager, and it's, like, only 5%. You know, uh, honestly, if someone else is paying, I'll be drinking the Ninkasi uh, Tricera hops or yes, whatever. That is good beer. That? That's great. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that costs six times as much as this. Well, I'm sorry. All we could afford was the steel reserve. Uh, that's it what looks I, very that's nice, though. It's got the graphics it looks like a fancy beer for much less money. Yes. It's got nice graphics. I thought it was expensive. I had no idea. They invested sophisticated, in the graphics department. Sophisticated palettes. <laughs> With an exceptionally <laughs> smooth flavor. It does sound pretty classy. Like if you kind of class yeah. it up in a commercial, like extra malted barley and select hops exactly. for extra gravity. And look at the font. <laughs> that was almost Only the classiest font. beers have this kind of font. I like yes. it. All right. Do you know the 211 mark for Steel Reserve is based on the medieval symbol for steel? <laughs> Appearing only on Steel Reserve High Gravity Lager. They're calling it lager. I guess it is. We use nearly twice the ingredients of many normal lagers and brew for over twice as long as many quality beers. Therefore, distinguishing themselves as not a quality beer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. In the marketing right there. We need to get a malt liquor sponsor. We do. Well, we've... We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Because the the certain one that we were drinking before doesn't do sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. What, Mickey's? Yes. Oh. Where are we w- going to pretend see, like we've never I was gonna, Mickey's? I, yeah, I wasn't going to do many more. I just mentioned it 30 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's why I like Greg. Greg, you know that that, that, that person who wants money wants to like, actually you know, live uh-huh. and like be able to pay bills? He's <laughs> always bills thinking. That's Greg. No, he's always that's on the good. Yeah. No, he is definitely the more stable one. Go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Audible link, and pick up a free audiobook courtesy of funemploymentradio.com. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that. I just got the uh, Area 51 book. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. I want to talk about that. Let's talk about that after the break. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll be back in a second with more Fun Employment <laughs> Radio. taking a break. Right. Com. Apparently. <laughs> All right. And no grand entrance. We're back. Yes. From our little break. Yes. We just took a from, minor break. From the Bill Oakley mandated break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm calling the shots on the show now. <laughs> <laughs> he says that we do it. <laughs> Not really. He just knew psychically that we all wanted to smoke. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, so we're talking about your Twitter account, that Bill Oakley. That Bill Oakley is the funnest person ever, and I used funnest as a word. It's true. He is the <laughs> funnest person ever to follow on Twitter. I was just looking. He's fucking popular, dude. <gasps> Greg, have you seen this? He has twenty five or two thousand five hundred and seven followers. Wow. He's only following a paltry two hundred and sixty three. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> exactly. You don't know what kind of careful weeding out, and you know, it, it, it goes through the following process. It's whole team that works on it. Absolutely. Figuring out. Yes, I have advisors that consult on that. Who would be more advantageous to follow? But they, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, I do, and I actually, I, I do, I, I spend a fair amount of time looking at Twitter, and uh, by the way. You know, I think I said this last time. 
On Facebook, all I do is post pictures of my kids for my parents. So don't try to follow me on Facebook because there's nothing there and, and I don't respond to people I don't I don't know who aren't my family. But on Twitter, that's where I let it Are all you calling yeah. us your family? Shh. So many secrets revealed. Colloquially right. uh, as our father. Right. Also, if you're a middle school friend of one of our childs, we will not. Yeah, we're not going to fair friend no. you. Oh, that's <laughs> just creepy. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. 13. How old is So what grade is that? Seventh. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Facebook's no offense, a very big part kid. of seventh graders' lives, but we're yes. not going to follow you on. Or we're not going to okay. friend you on we're Facebook. Not friend you. Do you guys so, wanna, do you want to? I want to sound old for a second. How fucking grateful are you that social networking didn't exist when we were in school? Yeah, I am so grateful that the grateful. internet didn't exist because yeah. I can. I, I've told you. I think I said this before. I would still be living with my parents if internet had existed in 1986, 87, whatever. It's because so I would be like. Because I would have been all. I would have spent all my time on on the internet. Yeah. Right. You know, there was so little to do. Back then, and there were only three or four TV channels and whatnot, right. that I was like, I'll start a humor magazine. Ah, I might as well get an A on this paper. Right. I might as well do this. I have nothing yeah. else to do, so I might as well try to you know, conquer the world. And right. As opposed to now when I'm like, I'm right now, <laughs> when I spend the whole day looking at <laughs> Twitter or, or, or Facebook or any of these things, it right. takes a colossal amount of t- self-discipline to tear yourself away from the computer. And I honestly yes. recommend that everyone do it. Yes. I am glad I read all of the great books I was going to read before they invented the internet. <laughs> I didn't have the now, internet at all in high school, did you? Really? No, uh, I mean, it was there. I didn't but, know how to use it. Yeah, I mean, I had a friend who had some account where you could talk to chicks or something like that. <laughs> where, was he a uh, pornographer? <laughs> no, he wasn't, but it took forever. You would post something right. like a question to them, and then it's dial-up, so it would take forever to load. Right. And then you'd wait an hour and come back and check it. <laughs> you know, and take like five minutes to log on. Ooh, she responded and said, whatever, you know. She's what in track. What clothes are you wearing? <laughs> no, it wasn't even anything that inventive. It's like, do you play track for Cascade Ethical? Well, okay, no. let's get a little bit scientific for a second, guys. The uh, uh, Apparently, and this, this kind of research is actually just beginning, apparently using the internet, clicking on things gives you a little boost of dopamine. Have you guys heard this? Yeah, I've heard that. Really? That's a self-esteem and, booster a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and it gives you... A, d- dopamine is the, is the chemical that's responsible for a number of different things, basic, one of which is like the feeling of having, having accomplished something. And like normally you'd get your dopamine after you chop down a tree, yeah. you built your own family's house, et cetera, et cetera, and you'd be like, ah. But now you get a little boost of it every single time you click on something on the internet. So why bother to conquer America? Why bother to colonize Mars when you can just click, 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 click? Oh, I'm not down with the colonizing Mars idea. Just okay, for well, that's an example. <laughs> it's like a waste of time. <laughs> In any Money. case, no, I've been seeing that too. How Facebook and like Twitter are like linked to depression for people because if you like post something and then like basically like happiness for children, you know, and like adults alike is linked with like depending on how many people like comment or like right. on said status or you know ret- retweet whatever you're saying. Well, I used to I had a friend who was a a gambleaholic or whatever, and he said when you were gambling, that's what it was. It's like right. it, it, he said. Essentially, it's the same feeling as though you're on cocaine because it's such a high for him. So does that mean like internet addiction is an actual internet, thing? I, I believe is. it is an actual it thing. It is. It hmm. is a totally a thing. And and I think that they're not going to tell you. I, I don't, you know, frankly, I don't think the authorities are ever going to say anything about it because it's too late now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this whole cell phones cause brain cancer thing. Like, yeah. And now apparently two days ago they do cause brain Did you hear this? No, they do. <laughs> this... Uh, 
Google cell phones on, on Google. All right, well, I just found this one really quick. So it says like Facebook um, causes depression. Yeah, and doctors are looking at this. Says Facebook can make it particularly uh, particularly tough social landscape to navigate for kids already dealing with poor self esteem with friends tallies, status oh, updates, sh- and photos of happy looking people having good times. Facebook can make some kids feel worse if they think. That, they don't I think that up. that's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also like even if you're not looking at Facebook, you're looking at I don't know, Wikipedia, you're looking at whatever that anything you want to look at on the internet, you're getting those little boosts of dopamine that are supposed to be gotten through accomplishment. And Instead I think that there is clicking. a yes, exactly. And I think that that uh, everybody needs to be a little bit careful about that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, All Dad. right, you're yeah, seriously, <laughs> Debbie Downer. All right, no, Bill, yeah. So, Bill, as is your want, I found the cell phones are linked to cancer. You can add your cell phone to the list of things that could be harming uh, harming your health. A panel of world health experts now say cell phones might increase a user's risk of developing brain cancer. Exactly. Listen to what I'm saying. You know what? Here's a couple. Here's a couple of things that people aren't going to tell you that cause trouble. Nutrasweet. If Nutrasweet actually does cause oh, cancer, here we go. You're, he, you're, you're, you're never going to hear about he it now. It's too far gone. <laughs> yeah. The same thing with the internet use. If it causes dopamine maladjustment, or the same thing mm-hmm. with uh, with cell phones. There's a few things that are America. I think is too far gone on. They're just going to say just cover that up. You know. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I want to. I want to make that clear. To your listeners, guys, every all you listeners, you know what? If you follow this advice, I think you're all going to conquer the world. All fun you gave no advice. You just like <laughs> you just fucking like like fear mongered and then like stopped and then wrapped it up the in a nice little package. The advice was. Be careful with the cell phones and ultra-sweet and the internet use. That's the advice. And the high fructose corn syrup? What yes. about that? Yes, that too. All right. That too. And I'm not crazy. You know, 20 You're years not. from now, you'll be listening to these podcasts. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not crazy. crazy. I'm not crazy. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm not crazy. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> all right. You're all going to find out soon. <laughs> I know. He speaks in like a quite foreboding way. He's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you might be laughing now, but I know something that you know. All right. Well, speaking of conspiracies, we're going to talk about Area 51. Yes. Have oh, you sad. gotten the book? I, you know, I have, I have not gotten the book, but I have, I've read a couple of reviews of it. I'm very excited about it. And you say it's available. Yeah, it's on Audible. Yes, so but you can get a free Audible book from funemploymentradio.com. Yes. Yeah, and also, um, I know that Greg kind of has like a mini crush on the lady who wrote this book. Mm. And supposedly... Well, I mean, not that in depth of a crush. I just thought she was. Well, you thought that she was attractive because she was smart. Yeah, and she True. was, and she has like a British accent, Did correct? She, she wrote something. No, she huh? has oh, she okay. has credentials though. Didn't she write something prior to this? I think she's a writer for the LA Times. LA Times Magazine, I think, is what she writes for. This is the same book that has that thing about how they were they were genetically breeding. Ki- Doctor Mengele was genetic. What, go ahead, you tell us. Yeah, it was something, and I haven't heard, listened to this part is of it. Is her name just, Annie Jacobson? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just heard it in the uh, John Stewart interview where she was talking about this part of the book where, yeah, the Roswell, the beings they got from right. Roswell weren't aliens. They were genetically modified, like, children, children <laughs> that the Russians had. Right, uh, that the Russians, that Stalin, and this is this is allegedly from a serious source, although yeah. you can never believe any of this UFO crap. That's but this, this woman has credentials and doesn't seem like a kook. Yeah. Um, that Stalin, Joseph Stalin, who was leader of Russia in, you know, mm-hmm. 30s, 40s, and 50s, just wanted to fuck with the U.S. Yeah. And that they, they had been in con- concert with Dr. Mengele, who was, you know, the big Nazi, you know, death camp physician yep. experimenter, to create a race of children that looked weird. Mm-hmm. That, looked, that, <laughs> looked, that seems really useful. I, in a well, war, they wanted to terrify. Basically, situation. they used an experiment. This is what she says in this book, and I, I don't necessarily want to take any credit for, <laughs> for this. Right, yeah. She, that, that Stalin orchestrated this thing where an experimental Soviet aircraft, which is kind of weirdly shaped, would crash in America with these little freakish kids. Yeah. And it would cause panic. 
And it would cause like people that, that you know, because there had been a lot of UFO panic in the late 40s and 50s. Right. Uh, and that this would just cause like mayhem. So that, but that's what was contained in this book, along with a lot of other apparently real Area 51 stuff, right? Yeah, I guess she interviewed like 70 or 80 people that used to work at Area 51. I mean, that's a real place and they do bust people in, even though they deny it. But I mean, there's oh, too yeah. much evidence. What goes I on there? I saw that in Independence the Day. There was, there was a, yes, it was in Independence Day. And, but there <coughs> yeah, was actually, uh, was if you, for those of you who... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a, it's a real place. Uh, there is actually a documentary about it on the National Geographic Channel. If you get that on your cable right now, that um, that is like, I guess, the serious parts of her book. Really? Where they interview... Because apparently all the stuff has become declassified now that it's been 50 yeah. or 60 years. There's actually the engineers from Lockheed and from whatnot talking about when, what went on there. And it, a, a lot of it is just what you'd expect. It was experimental aircrafts. Yeah. Uh, and it was just was top secret stuff because we were in the Cold War. Right, like and the U-2s and exactly, all that stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I don't know about this other thing with the freakish children, but that's basically what Area 51 is. And I... The only reason I, I have a big interest in this, I had a big interest in, in the... Uh, for many years, um, and I actually went to Area 51. I didn't really get on the base, but I did. Uh, when we were in Las Vegas one time uh, and had some uh, spare time, I drove to Area 51, which is about three or four hours from La- from uh, Las Vegas itself. And it's out. It really is in the middle of nowhere. Like you've never seen nowhere like this before. And you could drive. I was driving 130 miles per hour, and there was no chance of getting caught. Right. There's a little town called Rachel. Rachel, hey. uh, Rachel, Nevada, <laughs> which is right right next to Area 51, where they they're all about like the, you know, the, the campiness. Is of that it. where the alien in little is little alien and, yeah. is there, and they have a lot of alien souvenirs, and they have like a little tiny hotel made of sort of like trailers, and some other stuff. Um, but there's there's really nothing there, and what you can drive down the road, you drive off the highway, on to uh, this access road, and then you start passing these signs. That say U.S. government author U.S. government installation, uh, no trespassing, use of deadly force authorized, and that was where I turned around. Oh, uh, that's where most yeah. people yeah. turn around. Yeah. But um, th- uh, apparently, if you get closer, these um, I guess these sort of like jeep type vehicles filled with terrifying dudes appear and like take you back to the um, you know to the border. Wow. Oh. So, but it is, and it's really, I don't think there's a lot of alien activity there, but I do think that there's top secret aircraft right. they don't want people to come mess around with, you know? Yeah. They don't want people to see their U-2s or whatever it is now that, I guess it's the Aurora plane is yep. uh, the most recent, or it was 10 years ago was the most recent one. There was another Lockheed plane that, like, flies, you know, in the above the atmosphere. and Yeah, it was some kind of supersonic, like, 2,000 miles an hour or something right, right. like that. Insane. Huh. Very oh. interesting. It was like this thing, uh, this interview with Annie Jacobson, and somebody's asking her, so the craft appeared to have been crewed by children, and she wrote, yes. Then at one point you mentioned they were 13 or seemed to be, and they'd been physically altered or deformed in some way. So her source said that one of the five pilots received this equipment and re- reverse-engineered it and had access to the child-sized, they were child-sized pilots. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess only, knows. like, one of them survived, but only for two weeks. So that's, you know, the thing is, every time someone writes one of these UFO books, they get a lot of misinformation mm-hmm. from the government. Like, there was a if you remember, I don't know, 10 years ago, there was another book by Howard Bloom, Howard Blum, who was a um, reporter for the New York Times, who once again tried to delve into the whole thing. And he got all this crazy misinformation from, I guess, you know, the government does have people who are, whose job is to give misinformation to reporters. Right. And it totally derailed all his credibility. Give him a and, leak that's yes. just completely wrong. Yes, yes. And, and that's what happened. And I, I kind of suspect that that might be what happened to this lady. Yeah. Is that this whole solemn 
<laughs> you know, small deformed children thing was like their their way of having fun with her. Right, yeah, and somewhere somebody's laughing about this. Like, <laughs> they think it's mutated children. Right. And Greg's listening to it, and you can find that at yeah. funemploymentradio.com by clicking on the album link. <laughs> yes, yes, you can, for All free. Right, so, well, we've covered that topic. I also want to address a couple of the things that uh, people on, on Twitter and Facebook <laughs> did uh, ask us about. Yes. As us mentioned today. Yes. One of which was... It was the... I'm finding... Oh, sardines and, sardines and hot sauce. Nature's yeah. perfect food. The, I don't know what that person... Sardines and hot yeah. sauce? Have you guys ever tried sardines with no, hot sauce? No, I've never eaten no. sardines. I have eaten sardines and I'm not a big have fan. Have you, Rachel? No. No. Is this just crazy talk? Well, obviously, he's, one of your followers... kind of crazy. Rachel, I see a bottle <laughs> of Jim Beam in front of you that ain't drinking oh, I'm itself. sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? I just want to reiterate... For, for that fan of, of uh, your show, mm-hmm. that that, I think, is possibly the best tasting meal you can have in a can for a dollar. <laughs> Try it. Try it. No. Uh, and the other, <laughs> uh, another person requested that we talk about um, soda, uh, various uh, soda wars, and I don't have a lot to say about that besides what I've already said in the past, you know, I don't, nothing to add to it. Okay, real you wrote quick. a really good pilot about that. I did. As a matter about of sodas? Fact. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad you guys say soda. I don't... Soda pop tonic. No, pop. I can't say pop. It's pop, It sounds weird. No. Yeah, but that's... I mean, that's what it is, though, here. Like, it's pop. Here? Really? So we're all outsiders? Because mm-hmm. we yeah. all say soda? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, no, not in Portland. In rural Oregon, where I grew up. <laughs> mind the country people. You're not there right now. Stop saying here. Hey, Greg, you're in Portland. You're not in Mammoth Independence. <laughs> not the proverbial here. Well, you guys have your other segments to get to. No. But I can, no, no. I guess I can fill up three or four hours with this, this random crap. Let's <laughs> have deep thoughts. It's just like being at home with me. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> can we pause for station identification so I can find something to mix with this? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. We'll be back in a second with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> well, in the meantime, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the audible link, and sign up for a free 14-day trial. bullshit books. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. <laughs> there are thousands of books to choose from. Audible is amazing. Thank You're you. talking about the woman he loves. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Should we do? Uh, should we do some ball talk? We could. Would you like to? Yes, because there's one thing. There's a big thing that happened today that I do want to talk about. Um, something big in the news. And big in life. Yes. Balls to the wall. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Or a ball, really. Well, there's two stories. I mean, Miami beat Dallas last night, which sucks. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched the game, but. Yes, uh, Miami looks pretty good, which sucks because I really don't want LeBron James to ever win anything. He's such a pompous cad. That's I hate him. A pompous cad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he could be a cad. You think? Does cad really apply though to LeBron James? I, I had a guy, a straight guy, ask me the other day if I thought that LeBron James was attractive, and I do because he thought that he would be to women. I do not find him attractive. Rachel, do you find him attractive? I don't know what he looks like. Let's see. All right, Sarah. I'm well, willing to offer. <laughs> Offer opinion. Insight. Yeah, sure. I'm curious too. That's this should be a topic too on Sportlandia tomorrow on Trailblazers.tv from noon to one p.m. Pacific time. Him. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Really? He'd have to have. I don't know. He'd have to have a good personality and a sense of humor and a steady job, which I suppose he has. <laughs> well, I'll say this on across his back, he has chosen one tattoo. Right, <laughs> like, literally. I don't know. Almost anyone can be attractive if they have the right. You that's know, totally like, that's the, totally the female way, you know. Yeah. Like you look at the, all you have to do is Google photos of like supermodels and their boyfriends or their husbands, and they're like right. often tiny little, 
monsters <laughs> who own who, who own empires in Russia or giant yachts, uh, uh, you know, on the on the Cote d'Azur or whatnot. But you're, we're getting off the top. Okay, sorry. Cold talk. <laughs> Tiny little monsters. <laughs> no, I like that description. That's it is true. There are tiny little monsters that some women find attractive. Ball talk. That. Ball talk. <laughs> so uh, Miami uh, beat Dallas last night. So the big news, though, the big story that I want to talk about is Shaquille O'Neal retiring from the NBA. So I believe it's been 18 seasons that he has been in the NBA. That's a long time, especially for When's a When's the last time he's actually played? Well, he played, um, I believe, earlier in the spring because he, he was on the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. And I think he played earlier in the spring and then hurt himself. And he didn't play throughout the playoffs. So he didn't play at all. So really, his last game, he was sitting on the bench. Was Shaquille O'Neal's last game. But the interesting thing, though, is the way that he retired. Which we have the video of. And it's going to be kind of it's kind of weird. And it is a little bit quiet. But uh, he announced it via Twitter. And a Twitter video that he posted himself. Instead of going through some huge retirement ceremony, which he'll probably get somewhere, but instead of making an announcement to, like, directly to ESPN or something like that, he did it himself on Twitter. We did it. 19 years, baby. I want to thank you very much. That's why I'm telling you first. I'm about to retire. Love you. Talk to you soon. So, that was it, but then he... Oh, That's weird. oh Oops, Jesus sorry. Christ. Well, then he posted... Hey, I, I dropped the volume down. But then he posted a bunch of... Okay, I don't know how to control this player because it doesn't have... Oh, well, okay. We don't need to go back through it. Okay. But, um, yeah, then he proceeded to post a bunch of really weird videos of himself singing and then also a video of him and his girlfriend who's... She's the girl from Flavor of Love. Oh, yeah, hoops. I know. That's Hoops. Hoops from Flavor of Love. This girl competed for Flavor Flav's romances. And fucked him. Yes, and uh-huh. now Shaquille O'Neal apparently is too. But there's a, just a oh, really he's, he's, yeah. There's a really awkward video posted too where um, she's like dressing him that he posted right after announcing his retirement, and she comes up to about his belly button, and that's how these start. <laughs> is there any possibility? And excuse my ignorance. Is there any possibility mm-hmm. that this is just a negotiating ploy? On his behalf. Well, the thing is, he's been injured so much, I don't know who would really take him on other than just as a publicity ploy to have Shaq play his last season and make like a big, this is my last season type well, thing. Well, didn't Brett Favre do the same thing? He Brett did, but Favre. Brett Favre could still, he actually still played until towards the end when he got injured. Mm. So, yeah, I, but then and, he like came back like five, like Well, like he retired times, he? twice, I think. Two or, two or three times. But even in his last season, though, he could still play and was still playing until he got injured towards about like the middle, towards the end of the season. And Shaq's been injured. He hasn't played in months. So really, I think only somebody would hire him on just to make like a big thing, which is possible. Could be a publicity ploy. you know, Or it's some negotiating stunt for him to get a sports casting gig somewhere. Oh, you, you know, know he wants to be the next Charles Barkley. Yeah, that, exactly. I think he will get that. Mm-hmm. He's going to get that. And as much as I, I used to hate Shaq when he, worked, when he I like him played with the for beard. LA. He looks cute. That's probably the first time anyone's ever uttered those words. <laughs> Seriously, Other than I've never, hoops. I think he looks. I think it looks nice with the beard. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. There you go. So, all right. Maybe he'll be a sportscaster. There you go. So Shaquille O'Neal retiring via Twitter. Kind of odd. That's just. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the guy is like, he's one of the top NBA players of all time. I mean he'll go down as that, but it just seems like a weird way to go about it. But whatever, he can do whatever he wants. So. I just loved him in Shazam. Yes, Shazam. <laughs> Man, he made some terrible movies. Yes, and also did. Shaq Fu, the rapper. Right. The video game Shaq Fu. 
well, video game, and he was a rapper with the Foo Schnickens. Shaq Fu. Right. And Shaq Diesel. He's done it all. All right, so there we go. That was the big news. Shaquille O'Neal retiring. And that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. A very shortened Ball Talk. Very small balls. Very small balls. Small but virile. Ample. Supportive. Okay, that's about all I had on that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Are there any more questions for Bill via the, uh, the Twitters and Facebooks that you needed to answer? I'm not sure. Why are you looking at me? You're in Bill. charge of the Twitters and Facebooks. What else would you like to answer? You know, I'd like to talk a little bit about summertime. <laughs> and the summer, I always have something. You know what? Last time, I think two Wait, times ago. I'm sorry. Can I interrupt you for just a minute yes. before I forget this? Do you remember when we were going to have a baby and we joked that we were going to name him Charles Barkley Oakley? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's all. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, since, uh, since I think the last time I was here was summer, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about various summertime activities. And I think I read that you... On, the, on Facebook, that you were heading out to Collins Beach. Is it the Naked Beach? Yes. Yes, I've been to the Naked Beach. Uh, tell us about it. Well, it you was know, magical. I ask you because I was out there because, you know what, I, I have to say that I go to Sylvia Island to write. You yeah. know, it's it's a great, there's no internet, obviously. Cell phone reception is very poor, and it's a great place. So amongst naked men? I don't go to that place. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, that place has been underwater the last couple of times I went. Um, and uh, I just go to the regular beach. But um, I haven't... I think, you know, I went by there once last summer, mm-hmm. but again, it was it was kind of mostly underwater and there wasn't a lot of stuff going on. It was on. nice. It was warm. There were naked people. You know, everyone who is naked should not be naked. But the best thing was is that because we were kind of on the line between the naked beach and the regular beach, there's no line. There's just kind of, you know, like a sad little line drawn on the side in the sand and like, like literally like. 30 feet away from us, there were, like, children playing on the non-nude side of the beach as these, like, old men are, like, walking around, like, dangling their, their stuff. Well, for the, I think, for, for the listeners who aren't in Oregon, one of the unique things about Oregon is that they, there's legally sanctioned nude New beaches. beaches. Yep. And, and there's also one at Rooster Rock, is yep, that Yep, Rooster Rock is one. Isn't that the Humpy Rock? I don't know. Isn't I don't that know. where I've gentlemen actually, go to find? Uh, is it like a a bathhouse times. type thing? I, d- I don't think so. I mean, I've never heard that about Rooster Rock. Well, a gay but gentleman I don't know. friend of mine met some gentlemen every time. They well, go I'm there. sure if two nude gay gentlemen were on the beach by themselves, something might happen. That doesn't necessarily mean it make make it a bathhouse type situation. Just makes it a gay humping rock situation. There, there we go. There you go. Official terms. I've never been to Rooster Rock. Me neither. Uh, but Collins <laughs> Beach is, uh, uh, as I said, it was mostly underwater. But I guess it's pretty, pretty active in summer. It's beautiful, and um, they actually have is this. The, well, how's the water? The water's great, and the, the sand is like, like, like light colored, like, like clean sand. You can walk out into the water probably about you know like fifty feet and still like I don't know be up to like your belly button, just stand in the water and drink beers. I don't the, think they have any alcohol uh, ordinance out there either. Mm, I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think that they did. That's, you know, one of the interesting things about Sophie Island is that it's the size of Manhattan. It is the same size as Manhattan. No shit. Really? Yes, but it has, whatever, 400 residents or something, and that's, uh, I find, fascinating. That is true. Yeah, I didn't realize it's the same size. I don't know. Sophie's Island is, I mean, it is a cool place, but I, I honestly don't spend too much time up at the nude beach around there. I dated somebody who lived on Sophie's Island with his um, so Sovi or Sobbies? I've heard both, and I honestly I don't I know what the Savia. correct one. Sovi, Sovi. He lived in a milk farm with his parents. Mm. It was a, yeah. How did that work? <laughs> <laughs> it was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He'd always be talking about the cows. <laughs> wow. That's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Milk farmer. That's my story. You have some worlds of crazy? I do. Are we going to do that or are we going to wrap up because they have their babysitter for an hour and a half more? Oh, that we is true. We have plenty of time. Don't worry. <laughs> we can make this last forever. <laughs> forever and Forever and ever and ever and ever. I don't know. I have to get home to watch Franklin and Bash. <laughs> Wait, is that tonight? Yes. Oh, I keep missing it. Sorry. Yes. The worst reviewed show of the year. Premieres is it? On TNT Are you, I shit you not. I swear to God, my friend Ryan that lives in, um, in L.A., huh? Three minutes ago, via Facebook, Noble wrote, Plug my show, <laughs> Franklin and Bash, premieres tonight at 9 on TNT. Hey, well, we're going to watch it. There you go. I'm yeah. all, you know, I'm all in favor of things that, that uh, you know, may not, like Steel Reserve, for instance, may not have mm-hmm. a lot of critical acclaim, uh-huh. but on the other right. hand, are very entertaining. What, right. I don't even know what Franklin and Bash is, I'll be honest. It's some shitty show on I TNT. I don't say it's shitty. Okay, it's some <laughs> show. It's a neutral show, which I have no opinion. It's preparing on TNT tonight. But what was it that Jeff Martin... Jeff Martin was a writer for The Simpsons, and he said something that was so wise. Remember that yes, we always... Yes, he described something as, you know, get you get you 30 minutes closer to the grave without hurting you none. Yeah. And that's, you all know... Right. That's not, exactly... We can all use something like that's that from time to time. Huh. Franklin, who's the... Is there a star in that one? I'm trying to remember. Breckenmeier and, and some other Paul dude. Mark Paul Gossler. Right. <gasps> I okay. love Mark Paul Gossler. Oh, and Breckenmeier, that's the new, like, kooky... Right. Yeah, he was in Clueless, and he's been in I kind of want to see that. The Garfield movie. Wasn't he in the Garfield right. movie? Right, he's the guy who plays John. He in was in The Craft. Right. Oh. He was a bully in The Craft. All right, there we Meyer. go. Mm. <laughs> there's a pl- there's so there a you plug. go, Ryan. Ryan? Yeah, Ryan. Well, he goes by Ryan or Pat, but yeah, mm-hmm. Sheehan. Because he's like, my new show debuts tonight on... T-. That's so weird. Within three minutes of you guys saying that you're going to watch it. He's like, make sure to plug it. Franklin and Bash. Uh, we're old and we don't go anywhere. We watch the CSIs. That and the sounds like a puppet show. The Franklin and Bash show. Yeah. Franklin. I just think of Franklin as Arrested Development puppet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was it so ain't easy being white. It ain't easy being brown. <laughs> All right, yeah, maybe we have run our course. Yes, I think. <laughs> um, you guys want to go somewhere? I'm up for it. I want to get some food. Yeah. All right, sounds yes. good. Yes, okay. All right. Um, all right, do we have our uh, our closing tunes? Don't be so so fast-paced. I'm on it. Are you? Obviously, since it's playing. There we go. Thank you, Oakleys. It feels like, like you guys have been here for two hours, and it feels like we've been sitting here for like five minutes. I'm glad to hear that. I hope for the listeners it feels the same way. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Believe me, they do. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Our pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you for getting us away from our children. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) For this long. And, Rachel, next time you're free, if you want to come on without Bill, that's totally cool, too. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Very kind. (laughs) Follow Bill Oakley at ThatBillOakley on Twitter. Rachel, are you as obsessed with Twitter as Bill is? No. I make fun of him and tell him that Twitter is not manly. Yeah, I get a lot of shit. <laughs> I, I don't usually do it at home. It's not know. very manly. Let's face it. You know, No, it's true. You can't updating. picture George Clooney doing that or no. John Wayne or any of those people. No. And, and you know what? I, that's why I keep to a minimum when the ladies are around. That's right. Hey, Bill, rest <laughs> assured. Don't this worry. Lady. <laughs> yes. Gwyneth Paltrow just joined it today, so you're in good company. Oh, yes. Perfect. <laughs> yes, because she's just a big... Ball She's a of raging testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> She's so intelligent and manly. <laughs> uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 575 9120. 
We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, who do you have? Special guest tomorrow. White Bob Marley. Yes. <laughs> a, comedian a comedian named Bob Marley who's white. Yes. Right. So not to be confused with the... The dead one. Yes. Yeah. The dead. Rust Farley. We can introduce you to a tall, thin, black Chris Farley. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I like the sound of that. Yes, person. that needs to happen. Can that it needs just to be, be our new gimmick on the show? Like people's names <laughs> that don't match who they're actually associated with? It's a black Brad Pitt. <laughs> yes, that does need to happen. Mm. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. <laughs> Creaky chair. <Yeah. laughs>